Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer living on the unceded traditional territories of the Coast Salish people, otherwise known as Vancouver, Canada. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world to talk more about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious and prosperous existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to A Voice for Love. This is Surya and I'm so excited today to welcome my special guest, Maria Herring. Welcome, Maria. Hello, Surya. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to chat. Um, Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself for everyone who doesn't know you? So my name is Maria. I'm 34 years old. So just make a few datas. <laughs> and um, I'm all about happiness. I'm all about love. And uh, my way there was very interesting. I had different steps in my life. I'm born and raised in Germany. And um, I had a pretty normal life. I've been on TV shows. I've been a singer in Germany. And I lived many different kind of, um, yeah, lives or uh, like, I was living in a 10 bedroom house in Hollywood Hills and experienced a lot um, from very flashy to um, just owning two luggages and finding out my purpose, finding out what really matters in life. And uh, here I am right now. So <laughs> in the process of focusing on happiness. I love that. Well, and happiness is so important, especially right now more than ever, because there's so much going on in the world. So I really appreciate all of your content and things that you share, because I think, you know, happiness is this very important and simple thing that's sometimes overlooked. So let's, let's back this up a little bit. So you were a singer in Germany. Can you tell us a little bit, like, what kind of music are you singing? What's, tell us a little bit about that. How did that all come together? So basically I started, um, I think, um, when I was 21, I went to American Idol in Germany and was more or less by chance. I was not crazy about it. it always flowed to me. And then I went on the show and I came pretty far. And uh, after this, things happened and I joined the girls band and we were singing folks music and uh, party songs. And I was in this band for three years. And in beer tents, we were singing. We were like uh, on, the, on the show. We had an EMI contract. Um, yeah, it was a very interesting experience. And next to it, uh, my main thing was I was studying and wanted to become a teacher. And um, when I had a time off, I was on, the, on stage and performing in the beer tent, basically. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So I, I've been to Germany, not for a long time, but my, my parents really loved it there and they traveled there and they, and my mom still has those German, those beer mugs from the beer tents. I know exactly what you're talking about. And a couple of them, she actually told me, she, they, they like took them from the, she said she had this one little purse and she would put them in the purse and she's like, oh, and my mom's like so straight. She would never do anything like that. But she's like, oh, everybody takes the beer mugs from the beer tents. You have, you have to do it, you know, now it's memory for life, you know, you know, the experience, uh, it was worth it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I know exactly what you're talking about. So then, so then you, you were a singer in Germany and then you, how did you come to the United States? So, um, 
Basically, I was living in Munich. Munich is a beautiful city. I'm sure your mom got your, the beer mugs from there. <laughs> and and um, so I met an, um, yeah, my ex-boyfriend there and his big dream was going to the US. And uh, since I'm very, um, yeah, I don't know, I let everything go away. My my studies, my, my normal life, what I had um, and my singing career for him. And uh, we moved to uh, Los Angeles and with him together basically wow so the city of angels yeah <laughs> I've been there <laughs> yeah, I know it's a it's a it's a good place so that's interesting so you you just like up and left everything and you were like that's it I'm gonna go like you left it all for love and was your intention to pursue your music and everything that you were doing in America as well um, no, because the relationship, um, you know, as an empath, um, everybody at one point is meeting a <laughs> narcissistic person, you know, uh, I don't want to judge it as good or bad. Everything is an experience, but it was all about the relationship. I was more or less um, giving up all of my passion, all of what serves me to um, serve his his life. And uh, this was going on for three and a half years. And basically I was supporting him in all what he wanted to do. But at this time when I was living in LA, I was also losing myself and uh, lost my spark, lost my, um, yeah, I, I changed, I could say, you know. Yeah. And let's talk about this for a minute, because I also have extensive experience with narcissists. And, um, you know, a lot of people do, like you said, like mm -hmm. it's classic for empaths. And it seems to be this huge thing that's happening right now. I mean, almost every person I know, or women, especially who are empathic, and not just women, actually the men too, like we've all had these run-ins. And I love what you said that, um, not to judge it, I think it's very important that we learn to set boundaries with these people 100%. And I do consider many of these narcissists, like, my great teachers because they were really the ones who forced me to honor myself above all because like you I you know gave up so many things let my whole life go down the tubes and you know all of these because of these types of people right yeah absolutely um but I also after those relationships if you have the power to get out of this you're even stronger you develop yourself, you know more what you don't want and it's a process. So, and uh, in this relationship, I also learned a lot because I'm grateful I came here to the US and uh, we, it was going so far because he was so in this world, Hollywood, whatever, that he became so, it was very materialistic. So Ferrari, big boobs. I had, I don't know, it was all about also my appearance and um, so the bigger my boobs was, the more he's loving me. So I tried really, really hard to please everything. Um, but uh, yeah, at the end, uh, I found myself and we had a TV show. This I wanted to tell you. We really had a reality TV show about our lives. And also many people think, oh, wow, this is uh, what uh, this is the ultimate goal to have a TV show. And I, for me, it was very uncomfortable because since I made my experience in, in the past in Germany with American Idol and all those stuff, I usually, I didn't want it to do, I didn't want to have to do anything with it. And I got pulled in this, I got pulled in the media and, and all of this. And um, yeah, it was a hard, it was basically, I needed to accept also this kind of past, this kind of images, um, what I have. Um, and uh, yeah, I am, I'm accepting it. 
Well, yeah. And I really believe like God or the divine uses all things for good. So everything that happens to us in our journey, we have a choice. And that's the thing. Like, you know, when we choose happiness or we choose peace, we have a choice how we want to look at how things in our life have happened. Right. Because sometimes, you know, a lot of people live in, you know, they have so much regret or they say like, I wish that didn't happen. But for me, I always really try to look for like, what was the lesson there? Like, why, why was that set up for me there? And like I said, again, like I have these moments of profound gratitude for all of my abusers and all of these people who did all these terrible things to me, because that was what I actually needed to find my power. Some people, Mm -hmm. you know, some of us need some hard lessons sometimes, you know, I think a lot of humans were like this, you know, we really need these very difficult lessons sometimes to, to find ourselves and really learn how to love ourselves. So and, and also, I think we also need to learn to overcome maybe the, the shame of uh, we, you know, what we went through and uh, accept, yeah, everybody is different. Everybody is going to different kind of life stages, you know, and everybody can change. Yeah, everybody can change. And I love that you brought up shame because uh, it was a couple of years now, but at the same time, one of the books literally fell off a bookcase, like for me, so I knew I was meant to read it. But at the, at the exact same time, two books came into my life and one mm-hmm. was about shame and the other was about guilt. And one was written by a healer. The other was written by a psychologist, but they had the same premise, which was basically that guilt and shame are the number one things that human beings need to overcome in order to to evolve because if you're familiar with the um like david hawkins like there's a there's a scale where um this doctor he he um what's that word he like calibrates different emotions and ways of being and guilt and shame are actually the lowest they're below hatred mm. they're below oh, wow everything. they are the lowest and then you know like happiness joy bliss love like you know that's on the higher end of the scale so he talks about you know this idea about vibration which i know mm. we can talk about in a sec too because i know you i've seen you with your bowl and everything so you understand this but yeah so guilt and shame because when we're in guilt and shame this is really like a very low you know we're shaming ourselves we're shaming other people and I think it's something as humans we have to really evolve beyond and learn like you said like how to accept right Mm-hmm. Very interesting that you say uh, say it because I need to look into it too. That the vibration is lower than um, from hate or something. Interesting. Yeah, it is because well, guilt and and some people spend their whole lives guilty, like in internally, you know, too, right? Like we shame ourselves, and and unfortunately, this has also been perpetuated by like organized religion and these types of things too. You know, mm-hmm. making us feel guilty for everything. Like, don't mm-hmm. look at that. Don't enjoy that. Like the things that we're actually, you know, life is meant to be enjoyed, right? This is part of, you know, and then, yes. and then we're made to feel guilty for just enjoying life. Right. So that's why, yeah. you know, choosing happiness is such an important piece there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So th- this makes sense. because I wondered, you know, you have a very large following on Instagram and I was wondering, why, you know, I was wondering why, I mean, you're very beautiful, obviously. So I was thinking like, but I guess this is probably a carryover from people knowing you from your, probably your music and then your TV show. Right. Um, yes, I think it was also a timing like five years ago. It was very easy to uh, gain followers if you have like, of course, if you just uh, focus on appearance, a beautiful woman in a sexy bikini, of course, could gain a lot of followers because um, Facebook or Instagram were just coming. And of course, I took a lot of them there. I have a lot of male followers. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I'm very grateful that I that I have my followers, that they're there, they're very kind and sweet. 
Yeah, I saw that because I was watching one of your lives with the crystal bowls and I was like, oh, it was all these, you know, these men popping up and like, you know, but I also thought this is so wonderful oh. because again, God uses everything for good. So we all come in the perfect form. So you've come in this beautiful form that is very attractive to a certain type of person, but that's beautiful because that means that you have an opportunity to reach them, right? With, with different information, Right. Um, this is also something what I'm uh, where at right now because at the beginning I was a little bit um, since my development. Of course, I said, "Okay, I'm uh, have just men. They just want to see me uh, sexy." You know, of course, uh, if I post a picture, what shows more skin, there's a much more bigger, uh, yeah, a reaction on it. And um, if I post something spiritual, I was like, "Okay, I don't want this man. I wish I had more women." You know, but right now I try to turn this kind of of, um, to turn it and be grateful for my man, male followers and maybe at one point a certain amount is listening maybe not 100% but maybe I can also reach the male uh, audience what you maybe you can give me an advice how I can how I can deal with it how I can manage it better yeah well that's <laughs> that's interesting because uh, I, I I actually work with quite a few men too actually all in the last week all of the people who contacted me like that I don't know mm. you know to, that were interested in sessions or mentorship were, were actually men and I was doing some work with a coach that I work with and she took us through this visualization exercise and I also saw myself working with all of these men which is funny because I've also worked a lot with women and it's important right now, the, the, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on the awakening of the divine feminine, right? Mm -hmm. So many women are coming into their power and, you know, we're talking about, you know, the goddess and this is wonderful. This is beautiful. This is actually how my spiritual awakening started was when I discovered the goddess because I had never heard of this before. You know, this goes back to when I was a teenager, but I read this book called uh, The Mists of Avalon, which was all about goddesses and priestesses. And it just changed my whole life because I never had thought, I just grew up with this idea that God was some, you know, white man with a long beard in the sky, you know, and who's, you know, who's judging us for everything and all this kind of stuff. And I wasn't down with that. So then I discovered, you know, so, but when it comes to men, I feel like it is Equally, of course, because we're, you know, we're all here together. It is so important right now for men to have their awakening. And men are also going through a lot because the patriarchy is dying, right? Like it's over. We're coming out of this age where men have been dominant. Men have been the ones who dominate everything. And now we see women stepping into their power. So that is bringing up a lot for men. And I think they don't know where they stand inside of this. They're a little bit intimidated by, you know, all of these beautiful, powerful women who are just like doing their thing. And so so as far as reaching them goes, I mean, that's part of your journey. And that's part of my journey too, constantly. And I, I go through not quite the same thing, but my, my thing is more like, because I'm sort of, you know, I'm very spiritual and I've been on the spiritual path and being a healer for so, you know, decades now, really. And then I'm also sort of like an activist, right? So I'm very passionate about social justice and I want to talk about all these things, but I notice the same thing. And then what comes down to me? So for me, it's like, yeah, either a pretty picture. And this is, this is a great conversation actually about social yeah. media. So if I post a pretty picture, you know, same thing, sexy picture, same thing, so many likes, so much thing. If I post a joke, that too. Jokes are like for me, you know, and then, but then I find like for so long, I would post all these things about things that are happening in the world, causes, like, come on guys, like let's, nobody, nothing, nobody responds. And I was like, what's wrong with people? So for me, 
it's been a real journey. And I found like, I feel like I'm finally finding my sweet spot around that. And part of this, that, that's part of what this podcast is too, is having these conversations with people so we can explore. So I found this little way to um, be funny because I'm very like, I love joking. That's my favorite thing. Like I'm a big yeah. jokester. <laughs> be funny, you know, show myself because like you, you know, we both have beautiful forms and people appreciate beauty. And that took me a while to get over too. For a long time, I didn't want to post any post pictures. I was in total resistance. I was like, no, I'm not going to use my, you know, my feminine form. Like that's bad or wrong. And then I had a few actually wonderful women point out to me, like, no, you use everything you have. Like this, yes. this is yes. one of your gifts and see your beauty and the way that you look is actually a doorway for you to reach those people. So it's going to be your own journey. And then there's going to be an acceptance. And that's beautiful. Like if you shift and the more spiritual content you share, if you know that's your purpose, then you don't worry about if some people drop off because they might. And I deal with this too. You know, the more I up level spiritually, um, some people like it, some people don't, some people get triggered by it because the more light that you have, people who are not ready to step into that light yet the light brings things up for healing so when mm -hmm. people like you have a lot of light in you too so you know god is using you through your platform through your words through your pictures so if some people leave you let them go you know mm -hmm. that's okay let them find what they need if all they want to do is look at a beautiful woman in a, in a bikini there's you know there's millions of other people they can do but there's going to be some special people or the people that are meant to learn or you know be you know find some healing through you they're going to stay with you and that's like for me I would rather have a smaller group of people who actually are engaged with what I'm doing and genuinely support me than having a whole bunch of people that are just there to you know yeah. um, you know what I'm saying yeah yeah. Definitely. So this is this is going to be part of your journey is how to manage this. But it seems like, you know, I, I think you have a doorway there, and and that's you know you you have an opening there, so you can you can help to sort of awaken some of these some of these people and some of these men, the ones who want to, because this is the thing too. Like, and I've had to accept this is like not everyone is destined to have an awakening in this life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, that's okay. That's their path. Right. And we can, we can honor their path just like we honor our own. Right. Absolutely. And this is also acceptance, you know, not everybody, everybody has uh, usually eyes, uh, but everybody has a different kind of view of life of, uh, but we always expect that everybody sees the world in, in our view. So definitely we need to understand this more. And it's very interesting that you say about being an activist and um, posting those stuff. Uh, exactly right now we are in the position, I have sometimes the feeling I need to share something, I need to post, but then it's also the censorship of Instagram and whatever. And um, I felt a little bit helpless a few few days ago, and I didn't know how to how to share, how to um, how to contribute to this um, to this all of it. And but I realized that what my contribution is love. I can share love, and um, because when I share those kind of stuff, it pulls me down. So I realized even if I focus on this, even if I know something is wrong, if I share it and I try to wake people up, it lowers my vibration. It lowers my vibe. And um, I can help nobody if my vibe is low. I'm on the same position like they are. If they take, and this is how they also can take our life, if we are in the same spiral, you know, if we feel helpless, we're losing our power. So that's the reason I try to find my voice again. And thank you so much for helping me here too um i was very inspired by your um 
by your um, life recently um, and finding my voice and also share more love, more happiness and try to focus on this. Yes. Amen. And, and I love that because I've had the same, oh, trust me, there are so many things, more things that I want to say. And again, that's part of what this work is. And, and it's my work too. The reason that I'm teaching this work is because I'm constantly in this work and, you know, finding my voice, because for me, it's always been like my whole life. It's always like I say too much and it causes a bunch of problems, you know, and, 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 and it comes from a good place. I'm like, I could be like maybe too honest or too direct or something. And that causes some problems or I don't say enough, or, you know, like hiding in the shadows. But I'm just interested because just while you're talking about that, it's interesting because you're from Germany, right? So you're yes. from a country that has, you know, and I don't know if you know this, but this is being hidden in the mainstream media, but there are millions, I've seen footage of millions of people right now on the streets in Germany that are out, you know, taking a stand against some of these things. Is this true? And like, do you know anything about this from the people who are there? I would love to hear a little bit about that. Yes, there's like a movement they called Querdenker. Querdenker means um, thinking a different way. Mm -hmm. And there's a big movement. And of course, the government tries to um, shut down the demonstrations. And uh, it's since Germany. And if you look the history of Germany, um, there are so many things happen and they are very extreme. So they're also very extreme in shutting people up. Um, you know, if you do this, um, so basically the nightmare, <laughs> but there are still a lot of people who are going on the streets who see through it and who say no. Well, yeah. And I thought too, every time I saw, again, it's all from non-mainstream media sources, but I have lots of, you know, information coming in all day from all over the place. But I, I just thought, you know, in Germany, especially, they would recognize these kinds of things because you, Germany most recently lived through a very extreme version of this, right? So it's like, you know, like they know. And also Germany was split in half for uh, 49 years and there was east and west in one country you know and this is just 30 years ago how can people not glimpse the um the separation which which is right now causing um maybe also there are a lot of generations who lived in the east and west time and maybe they're like they like the um state security maybe they've been you know they've been now uh, sniffless too so i don't know but at the end of the story we just um, can hope for the best and uh, that the light is um, spreading more than anything else <laughs> Well, yeah. And, and there's, again, this is a very interesting thing because I think a lot of us are going through this right now, like to speak, not to speak. What is the best way to address this? What is the most um, an effective way to do it? And there are different ways. So there's people who are out there being very direct, speaking the truth about it. And then there's other people, you know, like you, and I've noticed this a lot with um, a lot of the spiritual people I follow. They're not addressing it directly. They're just continuing on with their work of raising consciousness and vibration because part of it, like you said, is that a lot of us are just not bought into this period. Like it's like we're, there's people who are living so much in fear and they're listening to all of this stuff that they're being told all the time. And it's just generating this frenzied fear and they're in fear. And then there's other people. It's like, for me, it's not even in my reality in some ways. Like I'm just living my life. You know? I, exactly. I'm not in fear. I trust the divine. If, if something is on my path, if I'm meant to get sick, I will. I don't think it's my time to exit this planet. You know, I don't feel that I feel protected. I feel safe. I never had any fear around this. So But I also need to ask you, how much do you watch TV? How much programming you leave, you let in your mind? 
Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. That is, yeah. that is, I actually don't. So Me too. Right. So that's the thing. The answer is very simple. And I see a lot of people, there are some people I think who have found a really great way of sharing about this. Um, one of them is, uh, what's his name? Dr. Bradley Campbell is his name. Mm-hmm. I'll send you their profiles. And Doc Ray- Dr. Raymond Nichols, they're both mm-hmm. doctors and they're both, you know, on the sort of natural immunity tip, but they're both, they use a lot of humor. They use a lot of fun. They make these funny videos and funny memes, but they're also very informative because they're both doctors. So they know what they're, you know, they're able to offer a different perspective. So I think it's for everyone, just like you. I think we're all in this journey of trying to find that sweet spot where like, how can we make the most impact? impact and serve the most people while being true to ourselves in the process and and doing in a way that feels good to us. And I think for everyone, it's a process. There's no cut and, you know, um, and I think some people, especially in the spiritual industry, a lot of coaches, they teach these like cookie cutter, um, you know, follow my formula and you will get success. But to me, I'm like, no, you know, it doesn't work that way. Maybe part of their formula will work for you, but we all have to find our own formula, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. In our own way. Oh, I love that. I, I love that we could talk about Germany, actually, about that. Yeah, because, okay. yeah I, 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 because I've seen so many. And again, this is not in the mainstream media. We are not being shown. And I think Denmark was another one, too. But the, the, this France. is so I, yeah, France, right? So France, I'm in Canada yeah. and Canada is wonderful. I feel so blessed to live in Canada. You know, it's a wonderful country. And the people here can be incredibly passive, like so passive, you know, Americans are more, um, they're more direct. They're more, they won't. And you've seen this, like with this whole situation, you know, especially in the South at a certain point, they're just like, everybody was like, F this. They like went out again. They weren't listening to the regulations. They're just out They're Like, we don't want to listen to this anymore. Like, this is just stupid. You know, like we're just going to go live our lives. Canada is not like this. Most Canadian people are very, um, obedient, uh, very, you know, uh, they're very, they just go along with what they're told. They don't always question things. So that's why I'm a little concerned, um, in Canada, but at the same time, I also know, you know, when you understand the way that the universe works and that there's unlimited possibilities everywhere. And again, you don't have to plug into this stuff. So it's, as soon as you unplug from it, you know, I, I saw this thing somewhere and it was like a, a real situation doesn't need marketing, you know, a, re- a really bad situation, like doesn't need all of this marketing and constantly telling people like you would know, because I had this thought the other day, I was like, okay, if I didn't know that all of this stuff was happening from the news or just from the general public, would I know that this was happening? And the answer no. was no, because, you know, I know a few people who have gotten sick, but you know, they got sick. It was a bad flu and they got better. And then unfortunately, you know, some people have lost their lives and that's unfortunate. And of course I, you know, that is very heartbreaking for everyone. And if you look at history, this has always happened. There has always been plagues and illnesses and pandemics and all of these types of things. It's just sort of a reality of human life. You know, I think my friend posted something yesterday and it was, I'd said the same thing to someone. She said, we should all be more concerned about climate change than we should about like COVID vaccines, like all this kind of stuff, you know? I, and I, I think she's right. Climate change right now and, and what's happening on the planet is really what we should all be concerned about. You know, the Turkey is on fire. Like all of the, we have fires even here in Canada, you know? I think this is the very real threat that we have. And all of this is just a distraction, you know? The, the, yeah. you know, the real threat to humanity is like, are we going to be able to survive or not because at the rate that we're going with you know so many people the damage that you know we've done to the planet right 
Yes, but at the end, you know, it's all about an experience uh, and you never know if it's real or it's not real. The only thing I know or realize is real is, is love because love is what connects everybody together or love is the one. And uh, yeah, so I've tried really to focus more and more, even when I have struggles to accept what's happening outside, to, to go inside, love, set my priorities, what's really important. Um, yeah. I love that you said that because one of my, and I mean, people don't realize this about me because I'm such a happy, positive person, but actually inside of myself, I've always had such a, such a struggle in my mind, in my being, like, and I think some of it is like ancestral, some like, you know, mental illness stuff on probably one, maybe both sides of the family. Um, mm -hmm. And I've moved through a lot of it. That's been a big part of my healing journey. It actually is inside of myself. But one of the practices that I came to do was just giving myself so much unconditional love through my struggles. And because I used to, when I was more like, I guess I would say unwell, you know, you get in this pattern of beating yourself up all the time and it can become this very vicious cycle of like, you know, inside internally, you're always like down on yourself, talking badly to yourself, like not honoring yourself, not loving yourself. But it, it was very simple. And um, I'd love to share this with everyone who's listening. It's like the simplest, most wonderful practice you can do is just tell yourself, I love myself unconditionally, like yes. a mantra. And you say it over and over, especially when you're going through stuff, especially when something goes wrong, even if it's something that you think you've done wrong, you just love the shit out of yourself. Sorry for the, <laughs> I swear yeah. a little bit sometimes, but <laughs> it's like sometimes, you know, that's, that's, that's what is required. We have to love ourselves so much, especially when things aren't going right, especially when something goes wrong, especially when something happens that, you know, when these things happen in life where, you know, everything gets turned upside down and we say like, how could this happen? That more than ever is the time when we have to practice so much unconditional love for ourselves, right? Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm uh, totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know. So I'm curious, like, how did you get out of that narcissistic relationship? Was it like, did you, was it a long process or was it quick or was it like, and, and was it hard because you guys were in the public eye? Um, basically we had to, we filmed the show, it was very stressful and, um, of course there was no passion, no love and whatever. And also I think he wanted to move on and try different, like officially try different kind of stuff. And so we just had the conversation and then he was kind of happy a short time to let me go. And I was like, it was very fast and it came from one day to another. So I was not planning it. And then I left to Miami and it was the best thing what I ever could do. So it was like kind of, um, yeah, freeing myself, found my power back. Of course, it took me a while, I experienced a few, a few things also. And, um, Yes, and uh, now I'm I'm happy. I have a, I found my soulmate. At one point, I said, "Okay, please, let's uh, now." No, after a few relationships, they also been a little crazy. I said I changed my intentions uh, towards uh, relationships because I had something. I always got what I asked for, but now I really want to find my soulmate. Uh, and I visualized exactly not what he should have, what how he should be. I, uh, I visualized how I want to feel with him. So the safeness, that you feel safe, that you can be supported, you know, you're one team. And I almost didn't recognize it, that this is the one. And uh, uh, two years ago we met and uh, we married one year ago. And now 
um, yeah, we together, we are happy. The first time that also somebody is calm, supporting me and I can be how I am without somebody wants me to change. And I think this is also because I changed a lot. I changed to a different person so that I attract, attracted also a different person. And um, since then, I also have the feeling that you have more time to grow also. When you have this kind of part, your heart is filled with, with a partner, with a masculine. And then you can also find your power as a woman and maybe also your voice. Uh, not necessary to need a man. It depends on the person. But I, for me, it was emp empowering me. That is so beautiful. And when, when, as soon as you start talking about him, my heart like gets so full and I feel so happy. Like I feel that you two have this like beautiful love. So congratulations for, for really finding that, but also it sounds like, you know, creating that and being willing yes. to, to receive that for yourself. Yes. And you can create it. This I want to empower also people because I have so many beautiful um, girlfriends. I mean, beautiful inside out, you know, and there's still a struggle of, um, finding the right right person and I can just say visualize how how it should feel change your intentions you know and also uh, go away with your um, requirements your relationship rules whatever you know uh, it's a person you would maybe not think that's the one because uh, you will always look for the same patterns and then you get the same results you need to look for somebody maybe you said at the beginning it's not for me but then you fall in love then you become different and you feel different well that's a very good point and and I And, and yeah, that, that happens a lot because it's funny. Sometimes we say, and I see this a lot with my girlfriends and I've observed it in my own life as well. It's like sometimes, okay, we say we want this great relationship, but yet we keep um, settling for and or, um, you know, receiving or attracting people that are not the right match. And either we go with it or then somebody really great comes along. This happened to a friend of mine. She met this wonderful guy who wanted to give her the world. We were all like, go, go, go. But she'd been in this, pattern of being with really toxic guys and it didn't work out between them now like it took another eight years I think now she's finally with somebody else who's really great and she was like oh but you know this other guy whatever whatever and I was like no 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 you stay with the guy you're with now because this is good this is healthy but it, it can be tough when we're in this pattern of you know not having good relationships and then not knowing actually how to receive love or from a man who's actually really really good you know really wants to give us something absolute i'm 100 uh yeah this is important to open up to change for love and also receive love i'm worthy to receive all the love yes and then we have to look at the patterns in ourselves as well where we co-created those situations right and it can be the codependency where we were overgiving because this happens a lot so empaths is like when we're an empath we just want to give to everyone we want to serve everyone but as women We need to learn how to receive, right? That is the divine masculine and feminine. The man is the giver, the protector. You know, of course we go back and forth. Like, you know, yeah. in a partnership you do both, but it's like the man is the giver, the, you know, and the woman receives like the empress, you know, like the woman is like the queen and the empress. And then when the man fills up the woman, then the woman fills up the man and then both partners are full. And it's like this beautiful dance, right? Yes. Of love. Yes. And also, I think a lot of women, they have this, uh, and also me, I need to work on this. It's a good reminder for me that the, mas the masculine, I need to do everything. I'm used to do everything myself. Oh, I can do it. I oh, know I don't need you. I have it too sometimes. But uh, 
this is also the man if he loves you he wants to serve but also you need to step back even if you're used to different things and receive it's a good point yeah Thank you for bringing, yes, thank you so much for bringing this up because this is a, this is, this is a big one. We have to, and this is, again, we've learned this because either we had to do things ourselves or, you know, we, we came into these patterns, but this is very important and we do have to learn to receive. And it's something that I, I have to actually stop myself, not just in like relationship, but in life, because my personality is like, if somebody asks me for help or needs me, I will run to them. I will help them. But part of my story is that I actually destroyed my whole life because of my addiction to helping people you know like at the peak of this I was like helping this friend of mine who ended up she was totally betraying me and then I was married to somebody that I had to take care of and you know I was on the brink of all of these big opportunities with my career with my music boom like lost all of it just went boom straight downhill and I really had to look at like what is this addiction to helping people Thank you so much for sharing this and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and for sharing everything that you've shared. So for anyone who wants to find Maria, you can find her on Instagram as Maria Herring, just like it sounds, Herring, um, actually with one R, not like the fish. I believe it's two R's, but uh, thank you, Maria. You're such a beautiful light. I'm so grateful that we connected and I look forward to hearing more about how your path unfolds from here after all the interesting twists and turns that it has taken. And I know that it's going to leave you exactly where you need to be because that's always how it works. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Many blessings to everyone and much love. Ciao. You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.